Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I entitled this episode, The Works of Evil, Thrashing Our Temple, and Building the Matrix. Well, clearly we're going to be getting into things like Jeffrey Epstein and all the curious things he's been up to, signing a will two days before his death, as well as being gifted two 12-year-olds for his birthday. Uh, but we're also going to be getting into this new study that comes out, which is vindication for people like ourselves. A new study has come out linking fluoridated water to lower IQs. That's right. A damning study within the Journal of American uh, Medical Association has shown that fluoridated water lowers your IQ. That's right. They're poisoning us and dumbing us down. We're going to be talking about this, legalizing cocaine as well as vaping and bootleg cartridges leading to a lung disease. We're also going to be getting into the power of chi, life force energy, understanding your divinity, and so much more. We're going to finish off this episode talking about building the Matrix. That's right, the Matrix Part 4 has been announced by Warner Brothers, the Chinese social credit score system, as well as the Amazon being on on fire. A whole lot of different things to discuss with you guys in this powerful episode, but before we do so, a few quick updates. Go ahead and download the show notes. People are letting me know that it helps them follow along with what we're doing. Earlier this week, we did a mini-cast, The Era of Awakening. It came out in two parts. You can find part two if you become a Patreon-exclusive member. You can find that link in the description bar below, as well as the mini-cast that we did. Uh, lastly, the Fellowship and Freedom episode that we did with Adam Nix of the Wayfinder podcast is now live. Audio only. You can also find that in the description bar below or on our audio podcast feed. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 908, season 9, episode 8. And boy, do we have a lot of different things to talk about. <laughs> Seems like the world is on fire. Or is that just the Amazon? And that's not a good thing. The world's lungs are literally on fire. And all we can seem to do is take pictures, take selfies, send thoughts and prayers. Not actually get to the source as to why there have been over 72,000, that's right, 72,000 fires since 2019 started. No, no, let's just... Let's just keep saying orange man bad. You know, we have a lot of different things to talk about in this edition with you good people. From Jeffrey Epstein uh, to finally being validated. (laughs) Vindication was was, was given to us earlier this week. Fluoride has been known uh, to have detrimental effects upon the mental state of, uh, of the populace. And now there has been a damning study within the Journal of American uh, Medical Association that has found a link between fluoride and that's right, lowering IQ. Huh. So if you're seeing a whole bunch of zombies out there, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. They're drinking the water. They're drinking these things. And I I, I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but you know, I shouldn't. We are the earlier this week. We did a basically a two part mini cast on Instagram live. Ironically enough, I didn't mean to do so, uh, but earlier this week we did a, 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 a 
a minicast, which you guys can find in the description bar below. Uh, part 1 is available publicly, but if you want Part 2, Combating Nihilism and Apathy, that is available for our exclusive members. Uh, but we, 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 we talked about the era of awakening and, and, and so many different things uh, that I'm not only grateful for the audience that we have, but the interaction that we are able to have and the discussions at the depths that we're able to have them. You know, this is not going to be a super cerebral, surreal episode. It'll be, if anything, kind of blunt in your face. Let's just talk about this and look at where we're at. You see, we're always wanting something new, something more, the next development. You know, always swiping down to refresh what is happening. <laughs> hey, dear, I'll tell you what's happening. Change is what's happening, and you're never going to get enough of it. You know, uh, and you got, I, I talked about this more so, and I have a lot of very important updates uh, that were said during the actual era of awakening uh, 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 transmission, Instagram Live, where I spoke to you guys directly about some of the changes that need to happen operationally, and that will happen. But I told you guys, there's a lot of things that are going to be happening, not only in the operation, but here in the future as well. And because people don't know themselves, we're subject to see a lot of craziness. A lot of, of, of disassociation, of confusion, of misunderstanding. You know, a lot of people, and, and this is probably something we'll talk a lot about throughout the entirety of the season now, this I don't care mentality, the nihilism, the apathy. Why is mental health such a massive issue? Why are so many people feeling lost? You see. So this isn't going to be a super cerebral, you know, mystic, esoteric episode where we talk about all kinds of deep things. You know, we're just going to try, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to put forth information to you, good people, in the sense of, well, what's going on? Why did this happen? And where do we really go from here? You know, this is, to be honest, it's been a slow news week. And I think that's kind of why I wanted to take this approach to it, to show you guys that sometimes it's a good thing that we shouldn't always constantly be searching for what's next. Maybe... We should learn how to be a little bit more content in our lives. Maybe if we knew how to just take a second to breathe, smell the roses, we wouldn't be ready for the hammer to drop. We wouldn't be trying to get so much stuff done. And I say that more or less to myself <laughs> than anything, but I say that to you good people as well so you understand that peace is something you can never get back. Freedom is something that can never be bestowed upon you. And there's so much more to this life than we think. And if we keep forever just not necessarily chasing conspiracies but or chasing Puff the Magic Dragon or any of these types of things, we'll never understand ourselves. And this is why I keep trying to tell you guys that the sophistication and the quality of content of where we're taking the show these days, and I speak more about this in the minicast we did earlier this week, it's, it's, it's not only improved, but it's had to improve. You see. It has got... To improve, a lot of people have pre-programmed triggered responses. A lot of people have been given over. A lot of people have a spirit of delusion among them. Not you, good people. You, good people, are paying attention, and you're very aware. You're hyper aware, and that's why what we are doing here is so monumental. I, I, I think that's why I also get so frustrated. My goal, you know, it's not to. It's it's my goal, you know, it's not to see people like Bill Gates in the grave. George Bush is already warming it up for you, so is the Rockefellers. You know, my, my, my goal isn't to see uh, Jacob Rothschild hang, or, or heck, even to see Hillary, Hillary Clinton in prison. My goal is to get us away from this vengeful mindset. 
to get us away from this this not it's at a certain level i don't even feel like it's us seeking judgment or seeking justice i think it's us just wanting to exact some of our own personal revenge around a figurehead and i want to get us away from that because anger begets more anger just as violence begets more violence and if we don't get to the root as to why we are here why we have these things then we are doomed to repeat them you see the reason i have to take a, a, a much more introspective look at where we are at a deeper insightful understanding as to what we've created with the podcast the content the time frame that we're in the influence of people that we have listening the reason i have to take that is because people want more People want more from what we're doing, but there is no more that I can give you. The more that I can give you is only to spur you on to start thinking in a different way. Every week we come together and I try to usher these things forward. I try to talk about what's happening. I try to push the ball a little bit farther. But it's also upon you, good people, to help us push that ball farther as well. This isn't a plug to say join the exclusive members program. I will have to restructure that bad boy. Maybe even rebranded. Because it's not exclusive members. It's got to be community oriented. I, ha I, I recently did a podcast uh, that will be available to you good people in a few weeks. Uh, uh, with uh, Paul Zelitzer of the Awarepreneurs. And some of the questions that he asked me put me on my feet. Made me start thinking about how we need to get back to the roots of what we are doing. While it is important that, expan that, that expansion happens within the operation. Expanding in the face of adversity. We also have to realize and remember the very same reason we started this in the first place. It was to create a platform for people and individuals like ourselves. This is why we have on the guests that we have. This is why we cover the content that we do. This is why we have a format in the way that we have. It is all bit, not even created. You good people have wanted it. And so this is what I mean by that synergistic relationship. And this is why I tell you guys, for the people that have been with us since 2015, we have to change. We have to grow. And I'm honored to do so. Because if we don't, if we stay the same, we'll be, we'll be censored just like everybody else. <laughs> and then a few episodes from now, we'll, we'll have our, our thumbs up our rump trying to ask, well, how did this happen? What were the backups? What were the alternatives? So this is a quick summation as to what happened personally in this week. That I figured I would give to you guys. So if you guys want to know more about that, check out the link for the uh, minicast we did earlier this week, The Era of Awakening. And if you would please be so kind, join our exclusive members program, get access to part two, combating nihilism and apathy. And in the future, because we will be doing more of these Instagram lives, more of a, <laughs> we, we, more of restructuring essentially, uh, there will be additional content. There, there's, there's going to be so much more. And I specifically made that mini cast uh, the one to where we could talk about things. Uh, so, yeah, check out that for the link in the description bar below. And with that being said, let's start the show. So, we left off last week talking about all kinds of things, as always. I was finally able to, 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 to talk to you guys about uh, that encouraging extremism ideology I see developing. And ironically enough, <laughs> I, uh, I went to Summerfest here in Albuquerque only to find out that there is an eco-socialism conference happening this weekend. So we might be attending that, see if we can try to stir up some feathers and maybe possibly even find uh, folks like Antifa, some of these eco-extremists, these eco-fascists and other people that are there. Uh, I tell you guys all the time out here in New Mexico, we, 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 we have operatives. And this plays a huge part too in what we'll be talking about later as well. 
uh, the the ranch, the Zorro Ranch out here in New Mexico is getting a lot of uh, press attention. And this plays a huge part in how we're going to start up this, this episode. Jeffrey Epstein. I want to play a few clips, a few videos of uh, things just to get on record so we can have all this locked in tight. Uh, but apparently the official story is that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. <laughs> I think we can all believe that. It's about as real as a $3, uh, about as real as a $3 bill. But just so we can get it on the record for continuity's sake, uh, let's play this, this clip for you guys. I'm Rishka Gupta. Let's get the first word. New details are being released about Jeffrey Epstein's death. The New York Times is reporting that Epstein's autopsy shows he committed suicide by hanging in his Manhattan jail cell. That refutes some theories that he may have been murdered. Epstein died last Saturday whilst awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Epstein's death is the subject of four federal investigations, including by the Justice Department's Inspector General and the FBI. Yeah. yeah, strangled. Uh, and this was, it's official. Epstein committed suicide by hanging. Medical examiner rules. This is put up by uh, Zero Hedge by Tyler Durden. They put this up August 16th. I'm going to go to this next slide uh, where it's from Off Guardian. They reposted it over there at the Minds Unleashed. It says mainstream media escalates attacks on Epstein conspiracy theories. So this is basically about last week, following on the heels of us talking more about Jeffrey Epstein's uh, curiosities right here. I can't explain any of this over the phone. Epstein's bodyguard freaks out. That's weird. Jeffrey Epstein rush ordered car mix 5.5 extra large self-loading cement truck to the island just before an expose published on his public, his pedo island. Uh, and, and this next one is very, very important. It talks about how the hybrid the hyoid bone, it breaks in only six to 10% of suicides and 50% in 50% of the time in homicides. What they're trying to say is that Dr. Mark Siegel on Epstein's uh, autopsy is saying that only, he's, he's, he's basically saying Epstein was strangled. You know, I'm trying to say it in a fancy way, trying to get around to it. The man was strangled right here. Uh, the Minds Unleashed published this as well. Epstein spent hours locked in a private room with a young female visitor before his death. And so this, this plays a huge part, too. And uh, this next article I want to get up for you guys regarding uh, some of the curiosities with Epstein. Apparently, he signed a will just before he died. Two days before he died. And I'm very, very curious as to what's going on with that. Right here, it says, Epstein used a network of shell companies and associates for sex trafficking ring. Lawsuits claim. This is put up by uh, Zero Hedge, Tyler Durden, of, uh, on August 21st. It says, Jeffrey Epstein used his tangled web of shell companies as a brazen and powerful organization to operate a sex trafficking ring, according to three new civil lawsuits filed against his $578 million estate. This next one comes from the, from the Blaze by Chris Inlow. It says, Jeffrey Epstein described as a evil genius for the action taken just two days before his death. That's right, where he signed his will. And so... It, I guess I just don't want to keep going into all the, the Epstein news is another way for me just to get around to saying it. I'm going to fly through some of the curiosities surrounding all this, but it's again to just paint you a picture of the works of evil, how these people operate from shell companies to uh, model agencies passing around underage girls, trafficking in children, trafficking in all kinds of strange things. This is what these people do. The next video I'm going to play for you uh, here in a second is, is, is of Prince Andrew inside Jeffrey Epstein's house of horrors.
Again, so I guess I get curious as to why they have all this information. Heck, why I have all this information. Why we can talk about all this stuff and hardly any action gets done. I think that's what blows my mind about all of this. Uh, some people are coming out right now saying that, oh, well, <laughs> this had to happen. Epstein's a intelligence operative, don't you know? They had to use him to get people within the government, within Saudi Arabia, all over the place. But then you'll hear other people say that, well, what Epstein was doing was eugenics. It was epigenetics. It was the transhuman agenda. He was, he was, he was creating like a seed bank as far as uh, high-ranking officials, you see. And so that's why this whole thing is becoming much more complicated than you think. Uh, but here, let me get this on record, too, while we're talking about all this. Right here, busted. Video shows Prince Andrew inside pedo Jeffrey Epstein's House of Horrors. This is by Sean Antalabi over there at News Punch. They put this up August 19th, and this clip is from CTM? Huh. Let's go ahead and play it. Allegations against Jeffrey Epstein for the first time since his longtime friend hanged himself in jail. Queen Elizabeth's middle son says in a statement through Buckingham Palace that he is appalled by Epstein's alleged crimes. That follows newly released video showing Andrew inside Epstein's New York mansion back in 2010. Charlie Daggett is outside Buckingham Palace with more on this. Charlie, is this statement unusual, do you think? It is highly unusual, and the very fact that the palace decided to release a statement at all just shows you how seriously they're now taking this situation, and here's why. It was in response to this video, allegedly showing Prince Andrew waving goodbye to a young woman at Epstein's Manhattan mansion, purportedly shot in 2010 and taken less than an hour after Epstein left the house with another young woman. The prince even appears to check that no one was looking, but cameras were, which is forced Buckingham This morning, British you know, Prince Andrew's response... You guys can go find that full clip. I would definitely recommend you go look at it. Um, the one that I was playing for you guys here in the video, it didn't really show you his face, uh, but there are high-definition videos of it where, indeed, Prince Andrew is waving to one of these escorts, just saying bye-bye. You know, what a gentleman. What a class act. <laughs> really. You know, uh, what a class act, that's all I can say. Uh, but one of the reasons I wanted to play these things for you guys is to talk about how this, is, this isn't new, ironically enough. This level of information or this understanding of information the elites going after uh, uh, prostitutes, going after uh, women of the night, ladies of the night, you know, uh, people in brothels. Like, uh, I feel like this archetype is nothing new. Rich people always go after uh, underage girls. They always go after the young ones. I, it's, I know that sounds crazy and silly to talk about, but that's, it, that's what it is. You see, these people are rich, influential. They have money. They have time. Why would they not be doing these types of things? That's why this is so organized. From using the shell companies to Victoria's Secrets to different governments. You know, this, this is what these people do. This is why, it is why this segment's titled The Works of Evil. That's the works of the elites. Evil. It's what they do. Trafficking them in souls. I remember, and this is why I would recommend for you guys to go, uh, go back and go listen to or watch that episode I did with uh, Lori Alexander of the Underground Resistance Network where I played for you guys a clip of underage children inside of Jeffrey Epstein's uh, uh, dungeon, 
on the, on, on the island, on the pedophile island. They're running inside the facility, jumping on the altar. You know, it's, and they're in bathing suits. You know, this is, this is sick. I think this is, this is really, really what's sick. Because what people have to understand is at a certain level, we're being broken down and conditioned to understand that there are not only people that can get away with these types of things, that want access to your children, but that this is, as I said before, the same archetype repeating itself. These are those same controlling factors behind all that doing what they do. The only thing that's different these days is that they're adding this technological transhumanist aspect that's not really getting a lot of attention. Something I want to talk about uh, that, like I said, it popped up in the news right before I came up on the air again, uh, but investigators are looking into the ranch out here in New Mexico. This, is, uh, this comes from Sign of the Times. They put this up August 19th. The title says, uh, New Mexico investigators are still focused on Jeffrey Epstein's huge ranch. Now, the article uh, that, that, that popped up earlier this week, or earlier today, came from the Drudge Report feed, uh, and it talks about what's going on at the ranch, how <laughs> even the sheriff is looking around saying, hey, so, you know, this is pretty far out here. You, you have to ask questions as far as who, who was involved. From the maintenance people uh, to to who's keeping the fridges stocked, who's keeping the things on, who's who's who all is involved? You see, Governor Bill Richardson, he's involved as well. Did he get children in exchange for keeping quiet? There's there's reports coming out right now uh, that he had allegedly offended one victim. And so what I'm trying to talk about, by pointing this out, is again the open level of collusion, how all of this works in in, in in connection, you see, that's what these people do. They get together, they do a bunch of drugs, they, 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 they cackle evilly about how much power and money they're making, and then how that the public will never be able to do anything. I mean, if they're based out here in New Mexico, let me tell you again about how much craziness goes on out here. Truly, why do you think the creator of Game of Thrones came out here to create Meow Wolf? Because he knew, he knew there would be some strange things out here, and he could create something like this here. Not California, where it would be underappreciated. People would expect that level of strange from there. But no, he had to create Meow Wolf for something strange out here. We, ha we harbor a very, very different type of energy out here. You see, let me get into this article right here. As I said before, this comes from Sign of the Times. They put this up August 19th. It says, investigators are continuing to focus on Jeffrey Epstein's gigantic ranch in New Mexico, which he bought in 1993 following the disgraced financier's death in jail. The nearly 8,000 acres known as Zorro Ranch sits northeast of Albuquerque. As federal investigators turn up evidence from Epstein's homes in New York, Florida, and the Virgin Islands, New Mexico officials are probing Epstein's property to try to turn up something. New Mexico Attorney General Hector Balderas was continuing to look into, quote, all allegations of criminal conduct connect connected to Epstein's case in New Mexico, a spokesman told Santa Fe New Mexican. Balderas had said in July, after Epstein was arrested on child sex trafficking charges, that he was looking into whether Epstein had committed any crimes in New Mexico. Well, <laughs> if he did, no one would tell him. No one would tell them. If he did commit any crimes, no one would know. We got so many crooked cops out here. <laughs> If he committed any crimes out here in New Mexico, look at this sprawling area real quick. I just look at this. The man's living in a mansion. He's got a gorgeous garden or a gorgeous, whatever you would call that, 
this little forest thing over there, maze. And if they were to fly out any children, fly out any underage girls, any people, prostitutes, ladies, ladies of the night, strippers, male escorts, you name it. If they were to fly out anybody, let those people try to run. Let them run. They'll die out in the desert. Just like horses and coyotes. Let these people, like, you, you've got to understand. Okay. Audio listeners, you can't see this sprawling location, but if you go to the page and look at the house, you can. And so, we're talking 8,000 acres. This person's being blown out there. And they're not going to run anywhere. Any crimes committed. Everybody knows the deal. When they get in the plane, when they turn their phones off, if nobody, and that's the crazy part about it, nobody committed a crime because everybody was complicit. But continuing on, it says Stephanie Garcia Richard, the state land commissioner, had to has staff pull every document related to land Epstein was leasing from the state and deliver it to Balderas, she told the Albuquerque Journal. Quote, it is absolutely horrifying to discover that we have existing leases with an individual who has caused irreparable harm to so many women and girls. The best thing that we can do at this time is to provide the Attorney General with any and all resources at our disposal to assist with our to assist with their investigation, she said. Richard told KOAT uh, the documents totaled over 400 pages, adding, quote, In reviewing the documents, it was a sickening feeling to see this man's signature on state land office documentation. Asked if the land office should have known about Epstein being a convicted sex offender, Richard, who took office this year, said the office doesn't formally vet people who lease land. Quote, This has really caused us to take people, to take pause, and consider who we're doing business with, Richard said. Balderas' spokesman told the, new, told the New Republic that the investigation actually started in February or March, adding, quote, this attorney general has been very focused on prosecuting sex crimes and that the case is, quote, a priority. Multiple girls have said they, they or someone they know were abused at the ranch. That's right. So while people are focused on things like Lolita Express, his Manhattan apartment, and all this other nonsense, he's out here getting away with it. And I, uh, we, we went into depth uh, in that episode with Lori Alexander, which I will be putting in the, in the link in the description bar below uh, about that whole organization, about the whole structure regarding it. You see, this isn't something simple. You have flight logs that link Epstein's teen sex slave to, to Prince Andrew. You have a modeling agency providing thousands of girls. He was gifted two 12-year-old German girls. For his birthday, <laughs> like you, I, I have to pause for a second. When, what do you do? Like, I, I don't understand the concept of being gifted children. Like, children are not just like a, they're not like an Xbox or like a, a Game Boy, or like a bottle of wine, you know, or 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 you know, a, a chainsaw. Some people might say their children are chainsaws, but you get what I'm trying to say. Children are are not just things that you just hand off. But this, again, uh, shows you the works of evil. The mindset of the people he's surrounded by. Hey, here's two little kids. Just take them. Oh, how old are you kids? Like 12 years old? Okay, hey, go with, go with this creepy old man. All right, go with this creepy old man. Get in his jet. And bye-bye, kids. Uh, Think think about the level of open evil and wickedness, you see. So, you've heard me talk about this more so last week, uh, that culture of death 
that I was speaking on, right? That culture of death that we just find ourselves so focused on. Did he die? Did he get murdered? Did, was that scene strangled? Did he strangle himself or did someone else strangle? This is where it all, this is where it all leads to. Earlier this week, we were asked a question of uh, how do you deal with the I don't care mentality. I think, that, I think that the nihilism, the information overload, and the mental fatigue, it will create all these types of things. This is why people don't genuinely know how to uh, have, have normal conversations, normal relationships. Dysfunctionality has somehow become normal. We live in extremes. Think about what this does to the psyche over time. I'm, I, I, unfortunately, I am tongue-in-cheek making sarcastic jokes about the organized efforts of human trafficking. Remember what I was telling you about how we were not sick enough or evil enough yet for Hillary Clinton? Well, Donald Trump decided to come out today and said that, well, he is the Messiah. He is the one appointed by God to take on China. So, you know, this is, this is what I mean. It's narcissism, you see. It's the ego. It's the extremity. It's just all of it that just it feeds on itself. As I said before at the start of the show... Anger begets more anger just as violence begets more violence. And that's why these people just have to have uh, stick measuring contests with things. But, but, but I digress. Uh, I, I also finished out last week talking about just laying right? Epstein, uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's recruiter, the one that was talking about how some of these 12-year-old little girls, how they meant nothing. How they were nothing. How they were beneath her. You see, elitists. Evil. To where these are children. They have their whole life ahead of them. But because people are so twisted and sick, their life means nothing. You see. Because they use these children up. You know, there's like... I used to think back in the day that like satanic ritual abuse... Let me get the, I'm going to have to go ahead and get this clip off. I used to think that satanic ritual abuse used to be like a taboo thing. That this was like a, a hush-hush thing that therapists really didn't look into. You know, that it was still conspir- considered conspiracy theory. But because it is becoming a widespread epidemic, especially out there in Pennsylvania, because it is a widespread epidemic, not only pedophilia, but satanic pedophilia, satanic ritual abuse. This is, again, where those two little girls just being tossed away come into play. These people are worshipping something that is not good, that does does not honor life, (laughs) that does not breed uh, harmony, that does not breed beauty. If anything, it actually hates those things. It harps and steals from those things. So here, let me let me get into this. This just Lane Maxwell, because we talked about how uh, she was Epstein's recruiter and some of the curiosities surrounding her, right? But now, you know, she was spotted eating at an In-N-Out Burger in Los Angeles, reading a book about dead CIA informants. Can you talk about a, 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 a psyop photo op, talking about, hey, don't touch me, I'm protected. Oh, you got that guy. Don't touch me, though. <laughs> you better not touch me. You know, it's, it's, I think it was. It was like a... Who who was it? It was like a CNN or... It was somebody from... Like new... Right there, boom. The New York Post. Yeah, it was one of the mainstream media outlets 
just so happened to spot her out there in public eating a burger. The same, you know, I got that same kind of feeling with, with Roger Stone when CNN was outside his house, right? When, when uh, SWAT basically broke down his door and arrested him, but CNN somehow was there before SWAT. You get what I'm saying? So how was the New York Post here before uh, Ghislaine Maxwell to set all this up to make it look so covert and so casual, so candid, you see? Because at the top, it is organized. Epstein's recruiter, Ghislaine Maxwell, she lives with them. We talked about how she's uh, hobnobbing with people like Elon Musk, possibly even Bill Gates. Um, there are, there are uh, victims from Epstein's sex slavery. They came out talking about how they've met Al Gore through, through some, of their, some of their sex parties, you see. So what is this? What am I talking about? <laughs> Just, what, what am I talking about? I am literally talking about how the elite, rulers at the top, how they use their money, their power, and their influence to just snipe and take the, most, the, the best and the brightest, the most beautiful, and then they use them up for their own means. Now, this plays a huge part in what we'll talk about in the fourth segment as, or in the third segment as well when we go over things like building the matrix. But this, this whole energetic exchange that you uh, see me kind of hovering over but using satanic pedophilia and organized human trafficking as like a, 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 a base topic about... That whole energetic exchange plays a huge part in what we're talking about in the third segment. Because all of it is very important, you see. Uh, that's why I had to talk about this being an archetype as old as almost King Arthur. Of the, 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 the prince, right? Well, <laughs> what are you talking about, the prince? Prince Andrew? Yeah, Prince Andrew coming down to Jeffrey Epstein's house of horse. Not Horus, but House of Horus. Prince Andrew going down to the House of Horus, right? And having relations. This is an archetype as old as Camelot itself. But where we're going now, because it's a different type of energy that these people need. It's a different type of God that they worship. Still same God, different face. The mini-faced God. <laughs> you see? You see? You see how all this works? But let me get into this article right here about Epstein's recruiter being spotted and about how all of this is organized to show you that there is collusion at the top, that, that there are people that know this is going on and that some people condone it. But whenever the wickedness gets this open and this outright, oh, you can believe that the justice, the justice will be harsh. And I think that's, that's more or less what I'm... Uh, apprehensive about uh, but let me get into this article this is from andrew west they put it up over there at the freedom post uh, they posted it august 16th it says epstein's recruiter spotted eating fast food and reading book about dead cia informants in la how uh, we put this up six days ago it says jeffrey epstein's pimp and groomer just maxwell on monday was spotted at an in and out burger joint in universal city los angeles in the first photo since epstein's death Ghislaine, 57, was reading a book titled, quote, The Book of Honor, The Secret Lives and Deaths of CIA Operatives, the New York Post reported. The 57-year-old was photographed alive and well Monday at Burger, at the Burger Joints location in Universal City, Los Angeles. Once spotted, Maxwell, who was sitting along with her pet pooch, told an onlooker, well, I guess this is the last time I'll be eating here. Maxwell, who was reading a book called The Book of Honor, The Secret Lives and Deaths of CIA Operatives, has been underground for months and has not been pictured in public since June, or since 2016. Earlier this week, it was reported that the British-born socialite had been living with tech CEO Scott Borgenson in Massachusetts. 
Maxwell left the residence about one month ago when the news of her involvement with Epstein broke. About a month ago, <laughs> a, new, a neighbor told the New York uh, Post, told the New York Post, uh, Maxwell was accused in court documents and interviews with victims of luring the young girls to Epstein, her former boyfriend. Virginia Roberts claims to have been Epstein's sex slave and handled, handed off to give sexual gratification to his powerful friends, including Prince Andrew, three times. She says that she met the former president twice with Epstein, but that she was never, quote, lent out to him. She says that she was recruited, by, she was recruited for the abuse by Maxwell herself when she was just 16 years old. Quote, I'd have been about 17 about the time. Roberts recalled to the Daily Mail, quote, I flew to the Caribbean with Jeffrey and then just Lane Maxwell went to pick up Bill in a huge black helicopter that Jeffrey had bought her. I only ever met Bill twice, but Jeffrey had told me that they were good friends. Roberts continued, quote, I, had a I asked, how come? He left, and he said he owes me some favors. Maybe he was just joking, but it constantly surprised me that people with, such, with as much to lose as Bill and Prince Andrew weren't more careful. That's right. Weren't more careful. Because these people are going to get off. These people are going to get off. That's how this all works. Uh, we're, seek we're hoping they'll get justice. But we know how that is. This man signed his will two days before his air quotes death, and we still don't even know whether or not the man's dead. We live in an era of deep fakes. We live in an era of, 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 of artificial intelligence, of, of augmented reality, of CGI everything, of fake news. They could tell us he's dead and we wouldn't know the difference. Man has so much money, all he would have to do is just bury up any headlines via Google. <laughs> If there were any investigations going on about his actual his his actual life, you see, so it, it's this is what I mean by the works of evil. They come out here with their money, they 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 mess with society, they mess with people, they distort all kinds of things, they pervert it, and then they leave. And then we're we're here left wondering what's going on, what was the purpose of this? Because that's how evil works. That's the mysterium, you see. That's the iniquity of evil. That's how it is. It, just, it, it, it does things for its own purpose. But if you don't understand the works of evil, then you don't understand your powers of righteousness and what you can do. You see. But here's what happened, gang. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into that study about fluoride linked to lower IQs. That's right. Why we need to carry water filters in the store. Uh, we're also going to be talking about damning study, how it confirms that ADHD medications, I say that with air quotes, how they're altering the structure of the, the brain, as well as Mexico legalizing recreational co cocaine, and even, if we have the time, talking about the power of chi, tapping into life force energy. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be talking about how powerful you are in the next segment, which I have titled Thrashing Our Temple. Everything you guys see going on is to show you that you are not a powerful, powerful person, that you are not a divine inspiration that you were not given life by God. But let me tell you, gang, I'm going to I'm gonna try to convince you of otherwise on the other side. But don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. Thank you. 
right thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in to this segment and I just want to start it off by saying you are pretty awesome you're pretty cool I like what you're doing I talked about you I talked about you on that previous podcast episode I did on uh, with with Paul Zelitzer of the awarepreneurs podcast I talked about you guys I said oh they're all right you know my audience they're cool ish eh who knows? I might keep them around. You know, I might, I might say some nice things about them. 
no, really, you guys are uh, pretty important, pretty special. And I know I don't, I talk about how much of an honor it is for me. That's not the same as me taking the time to say, like, you guys really do. Uh, you're, you're, you're changing not only my world, your world, and the world. Really, it is very, very, very uh, humbling to be here before you guys today. I talk about four to five years like it was nothing, you know, but it really is something being here and growing uh, and seeing the amount of work that goes into this, the amount of work that we're up against, uh, the, 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 the new programs that get uploaded to the matrix, uh, how fast everything changes. You know, I get frustrated sometimes because I want to see massive societal change overnight. And I realize that, well, hold on there, bud. You're the only one that's changing. You see. Like that good old-fashioned game by Square Enix and the the world ends with you. Well, that might be true. The world ends with you when you die. The world doesn't end. This good this good baby right here, this good time we all have, it's going to keep going. But the world ends with you. And that's a very, very important thing that people have to think about. You are very important. And you have to leave your mark on the world. Because you were, you were appointed a time to live as you are appointed a time to die. And we were not put here on this earth to scroll through things. To pay bills, to, to, to live a life of meaninglessness. Asking everybody else, what is the purpose of life? What is the meaning of life? No, you're supposed to tell us, what is your meaning to life? Help us to understand your perspective. I know because of how politically tense, ooh, how politically like, oh, the angst that's in the air these days, because of how... How, how, how extreme we are, how polarized everybody is. We haven't really had a whole lot of time to get into uh, the deep esoteric topics like I like to, the occult topics like we like to, the spiritual understanding that we need to have, you know, under, understanding the wisdom that's required for the days we move into. There's so much happening that it, 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 it sometimes get, it, it's, it gets hard trying to slow down that tidal wave of information because information is not knowledge as knowledge is not wisdom. It gets hard trying to slow down that tidal wave of information to understand or interpret or even internalize what it all means. You see, this segment is titled Thrashing Our Temple because from the fluoride to the vaccines to the GMOs to the chemtrails to it all, you tell me how they are not trying to thrash your temple. Tell me. Say, oh no, no EJ. Uh, the, the, the chemtrails are actually good for my skin. These lesions that we're developing. Yeah, I like those. It makes my skin blemish a nice dark, dark, dark infected color. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have to make a joke about this because I've had to understand these things over time. You see, I'm always talking about Project Grill Flame, Project Sunstreak, Project Centerlane, and Project Stargate. Uh, declassified government projects from the Defense Intelligence Agency as well as the Army and uh, the CIA where they have worked with uh, telepaths, occultists oh no, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Project MK Often, which is a subshoot of MK Ultra, but in this particular sect of projects uh, they conducted tests with people who had the ability to influence reality with their mind they had the ability to, to, to levitate objects, to send thoughts, to astral project, to, uh, re to remote view certain locations. 
there's 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 even I forget what it's called, but some of these people even have the ability to know the whole history of an object simply by touching it. Now think about that. Think about the interface of that, the inner the, the, the informational energetic exchange and interface of that. Think about that. Think about how much information a single object holds and the ability that people have to track that down and to be able to interface with that. Snapchat won't show you that. Facebook won't show you that. Instagram will not show you these things. These are all things that the good good Lord above has given to us that if we take the time, we can discover it. That if we, if we, if we discipline and learn if we discipline our mind and learn ourselves along the way that we could become even more powerful than whenever we started. And this is, this is, <laughs> this is what I've had to learn doing this gang, that that's why they're poisoning you. That's why they want you to go to McDonald's. That's why they, that's, 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 that's why they're doing this all. That's why they want you to get, drink the beer, smoke the cigarettes. As you hear me now saying, do the DMT. Smoke the ayahuasca, see the aliens, get possessed by demons. That's why they want you to have these things. Get the smartphone. You know, raise that brightness up, burn your retinas. <laughs> you know, this, it, it, it's, it's sad because this is, this is what they've done to us. They have thrashed our temple. I wasn't sure if I should title this segment Brutalizing the Body or Thrashing Our Temple, but I think Thrashing Our Temple is appropriate because what... What other thing do we have? You have Elon Musk talking about uh, hooking our brains up to the machines with his Neuralink service. You have Fedbook uh, and Regina Dugan, former head of DARPA, now head of uh, Facebook's Fedbook's uh, Building 8, talking about uh, thought-to-text translation. They are, they're, they're trying to harvest even your, your, your sacred thoughts. So if they're not trying to thrash your temple and harvest your mind, I don't know what else to tell you, gang. But here's the kicker. Here's how, here's how you fight back. You understand your importance. You understand your divinity. You understand your blessing and your beauty, and you fight for it. You recognize it. You embolden it. You see. Let's get into some stuff. Let's, let's start talking about present-day stuff that's going on. Uh, this new study that links fluoride, fluoridated water to lower IQs, I think that's, that's heavy. Uh, little nerd and little nerd pun intended because the fluoride binds to the aluminum uh, and your body can work out the aluminum but since it's bound to the fluoride you know your body still absorbs the fluoride so that's what I mean by heavy pun intended uh, but right here let's put we put this up uh, August 19th it's from Dredge Report Feed. It says, study links fluoridated water to lower IQs. As Influential Medical Journal published a study Monday that links fluoride consumption during pregnancy with lower childhood IQs, a finding that could undermine decades of public health messaging, fire up conspiracy theorists, and alarm mothers-to-be. The research was expected to be so controversial that the uh, JAMA Pediatrics included an editor's note saying that the decision to publish it was not easy and that it was subjected to, quote, additional scrutiny. Quote, it is the only editor's note I've ever written. Dimitri Christikas, editor-in-chief at the Journal of American Medical Association Pediatrics and Pediatrician, told the uh, Daily Beast, quote, there was a concern of the journal's editorial team about how this would play out in the public eye and what the public health implications would be. 
About three-fourths of the United States drink fluoridated tap water, which the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention declared one of the, to- one of the ten greatest public health achievements of the 20th century because it dramatically reduces tooth decay. A handful of earlier studies have suggested that the prenatal fluoride exposure could affect neurodevelopment, but many ex- experts considered those to be substandard. The new study, vetted by the premier medical publisher in the U.S., is seen as more rigorous. Quote, when we started in this field, we were told that fluoride is safe and effective in pregnancy, said co-author Christine Till of the York University in Toronto. Quote, but when we looked for evidence to suggest that it was safe, we didn't find any studies done on pregnant women. They recruited 512 women from six Canadian cities and measured their exposure in several ways, analyzing the amount of fluoride in their urine, looking at how much tap water and tea they drink, and comparing the the fluoride concentration in the community drinking water. Then, Then, when women's children's... Then, when the women's children were three or four, the researchers gave them IQ tests and crunched the numbers to see if they could find any trends. We saw an association between prenatal fluoride exposure and lower IQ scores in children, study author Ricky Green said. So, (laughs) talk about vindication. I want to play for you guys real quick a clip, too, just so we can get this on record as well. Talk about vindication. Fluoride water. The public water literally lowers your IQ. Do you think I am drinking public water? I am drinking filtered water. That's for sure. This next part that I'm going to come read, read to you guys comes, uh, comes from the Free Thought Project. Uh, it's by Matt Agaris. They put this up August 20, 20th. It says that this damning uh, HAMA study, the Journal of American Pediatrics, uh, study finds a link between fluoridated water and lower IQ in children. Let's take a listen. While the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention hail fluoride as one of the top great public health achievements, a new study raises questions about its role in children's development. The U.S. Public Health Service considers 0.7 milligrams of fluoride per liter of drinking water an optimal level, but the study in the journal JAMA Pediatrics suggests increased levels of fluoride exposure during pregnancy are associated with declines of IQ in children. Previous research shows similar findings. The study assesses more than 500 child and mother pairs. It finds for every one milligram per liter average increase in fluoride intake by a mother, there was a 3.7 drop in the child's IQ, regardless of gender. Katie Johnston, WBC News. Thank you, Katie. Thanks, Katie. So there you have it. There you have it. Fluoride lowers the IQ. And that's what I mean by if you see a lot of zombies out there, you know why. Because they're drinking the soy, they're drinking the water, they're making sure they're up to date on all their shots, and they yell at you if you're not. Uh, you know, they, 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 you've got to understand the scientific level of evil that we're, we truly are up against. Like with the first segment, I was just trying to show you the organized, colluded level of like human trafficking. But the, think about the scientific level of evil we are up against. You see. You could tell, like, people, <laughs> you keep, Bill Gates is teaming up with Harvard to spray chemicals in the sky, to spray chalk in the sky. But you can't tell people this because they, they, they don't understand. I remember somebody telling me that a lot of the problems with, within relationships isn't so much understanding. It's not so much like communication, like the problem within relationships. It's not communication. It's comprehension comprehension do, do do they understand what they're saying do you or what you're saying do they understand the levels that you're trying to speak to them whenever you have people who who 
are legitimately dumbed down and put in a passive trance-like state, a zombie-like state, can they truly comprehend what is happening to them? There was an article that came out a few years ago, and I actually, ironically enough, read it again because it resurfaced, but it talked about how uh, politicians were preparing for an uprise against, uh, were preparing for a civilian uprise against them. They were preparing for, pro for protests to turn violent. At the time, the first time I had read it, I talked about how that, that, that's the future. When you have dumbed down masses of people who are unfortunately unable to express their discontent and how disheartened they are by their situation and unable to lift themselves out of it, when they've been effectively dumbed down, disenfranchised from their power, and systemically removed from any position to, to influence themselves, well, yeah, they would, they would raise up in violence against the, 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 the politicians that put them there. You see, and that's how this starts. It starts with the fluoride. I mean, a few months or a few weeks ago, I talked about how Japan is beginning to put lithium in their water supply to calm the public. I forget, uh, I forget where or what chemical it was, but it, uh, it was the Tavistock Institute, another social engineering facility based out there in, in, uh, in the UK. They were, again, putting another chemical in the water to make, I think it was lithium as well, I'm not sure, but it was to uh, make people less resistant to xenophobia. And so what I'm trying to get at by the fluoride in the water, the atrazine in the water, the lithium in the water, <laughs> the calcium carbonate in the air, uh, you know, the, 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 the GMO food, the chemical cocktails that they call vaccines, this is what I mean by them poisoning and thrashing your temple. But again, think about how many different things are required to subdue you, to make you inept. Again, just last week, we talked about how uh, scientists from uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo found, found a way to make Ebola curable, but again, it gets no talk. It gets no traffic. Because the idea is to diminish you. The idea is to dehumanize you so that they feel like they have the right to rob you of your life. You see, this, this is what I mean when I tell you there is no law that can give you freedom. There is no law that can give you the freedom that you were born with. You have divine rights given to you by the Creator God. And these people trying to subdue these, trying to subdue you to have you give over your right, your right to live, your right to be alive. That's what they do. But that's how the devil works. That's how deception is. You see, you must understand these people that we're up against truly are of the most wicked variety. Now, uh, we just talked about how IQ lowers or how your how your your IQ is being lowered simply by the water that is in everywhere that that's everywhere we're not talking about the PCBs that are in plastic bottles and stuff like that but we're talking about the fluoride in the public drinking water not talking about the lead that's over there in Flint Michigan because they still have a water crisis very few people are doing anything uh, we're glad Jaden Smith is trying to do something we're not talking about that but what we will talk about is another psychological assault if you ask me another affront to our mentality right here ADHD ADHD drugs have begun altering the brain structure of guess what that's right of children people who are using Ritalin and Concerta are having their brains literally like changed and so I remember a few years ago reading a an article from Sign of the Times News the Sign of the Times News about how uh, at the University of Zurich 
how thoughts could literally alter and restructure your brain. Rewire your brain. Neuroplasticity and stuff like that. Because it's very real. And then I look at stuff like this. I, I, I look at how these people, they know what they're doing. How these scientists from the University of Amsterdam, how they conducted this study to look at what would happen. What happens with these kids who were given these drugs? After I get into this article with you guys, I'm going to talk to you about how that Dayton shooter, uh, you know, how we had those shootings in El Paso and in Dayton, Ohio, how the Dayton shooter, how, surprise, surprise, he was on antidepressants. But that's what happens whenever you have kids who are on these drugs from start to finish. They don't understand divinity. They don't understand God. They don't understand beauty. All they understand is depression. All they understand is negativity, anxiety, angst, hatred. And where do you think that goes? Other than the, other than the feelings that are given to them by these drugs. Altering their brain structure? Yes. I've talked about this before. When you take these pills time and time again, they bioaccumulate. You get to a point to where you can no longer produce these chemicals naturally. And guess what? You become a junkie. You become addicted. You have a chemical imbalance. Let me get into this. This spicy meme I made, which I will put in the link in the description bar below if you guys are curious. It says, the new this new study reveals the medication's effect. As attention hyper attention deficit hyperactive disorder continues to remain an extremely common diagnosis for children in the United States. Researchers are warning doctors to hold off on issuing popular ADHD drugs such as Ritalin and Concerta unless absolutely necessary. The warnings come as, a, uh, come as scans of children who take such drugs as MPH or methylphenidate, MPH, commonly known as Ritalin, uh, show that they have a major effect of the, on the development of white matter in the brains of children, impairing their ability to learn and coordinate communication between regions of the brain. These drastic effects are completely absent when adults take methyl, when adults take Ritalin, showing no such structural changes to the brain, according to a new study published in the scientific journal Radiology. In the study, scientists from the University of Amsterdam analyzed MTH's impact on children's white matter development by gathering 50 boys and 49 adult males who were all diagnosed with ADHD. None of the participants had, previous, had previously taken the drug before the study, making the study the first of its kind to look at how the drug alters brain development. Study senior author Dr. Lisbeth Rinneman explained in a release, previous studies all have tried to statistically control for the effects of ADHD medications, but we are the first to study medication naive patients in this context, which of course is crucial if you want to know how ADHD medications affect the developing brain. Participants were divided into two groups, one which took MPH every day for 16 weeks and another that took a placebo during the same period. MRI procedures were undertaken one week before and one week after the trial. The MRIs found that white matter levels in the participants' brains were increased for boys who took MPH, Ritalin, during the trial period, but the same results weren't observed for, results for adults who were given MPH. Rinneman said, the results show that ADHD medications can have different effects on the development of brain structure in children versus adults. So basically what they're trying to tell you is that when they're giving these kids these drugs, they're trying to scramble their brain. They're trying to literally rewire them. That's why sometimes, after a while, with, with the Zoloft, the Ritalin, the Xanax, the Hydros, the Lorries, all this stuff, you're, you're, you're giving your child a chemical lobotomy. You're just making them brain dead. 
That's what I mean. Why, if you see all these zombies out there, that's why. Screaming, screaming obscenities, like they have Tourette's, incapable of forming fully-fledged sentences, regurgitating talking points, just, you know, just robots. And I make, I, I jest about these, these individuals. Uh, but this is why mental health is becoming such an epidemic. It truly is. You know, I had wanted to, um, I want somebody to get me on the show to where we can talk about mental health. Like, get me on their show and ask me the right kind of questions about mental health and what is facing our generation. Because I think everybody understands. I'm crazy. But not, not, not that kind of crazy that's being promoted. Not the type of crazy that's being commercialized, propagated, and legalized. You see. And so I, I really have to really have to take a step back and look at this thing. This is, again, why I'm trying to list off as many different chemicals as I can. Uh, you know, from the atrazine to the lithium to fluoride to the lead, you know, to just you name it, man. <laughs> the, the, all, all of these things affect us differently. And we were given all the tools that we need to digest and, 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 and de- detox things. But because these people that we're, we're, we're up against these days, these scientific dictators, these technocrats, these people understand, they understand humanity at such a level that we can never comprehend. And so that's why we're working against so many different things. But I digress. Let me get into this next post. Just to, just to get this on record, ain't, uh, for continu- continuity's sake, for whenever people listen to all this in the past, in the future, however you want to look at it. A few weeks ago, we talked about the El Paso shooter, uh, some of the curiosities surrounding that as well as the Dayton, Ohio shooter, and how this kid ended up worshipping Satan. He's a pro-Bernie Sanders supporter, uh, pro-Elizabeth uh, Warren supporter, uh, he supports Antifa, and he also supports Satan. But guess what? Surprised? The Dayton mass shooter's autopsy revealed that he had antidepressants in his system. <laughs> I think I talked about that too, uh, whenever we, we, we reported on it. How he had meth, antidepressants, coke, and like... Uh, all kinds of stuff up in the system. And the kid was like 21 years old. Oh, my bad. 24 years old. And so he, when he was shooting up this bar, in the same bar in which he killed his sister and a few other individuals, he was hopped up on these drugs. The very same drugs I'm just listing off to you guys right there. This is, this is why people ask me, hey, how do you combat this I don't care mentality? People see this stuff and think that this is normal. And it shouldn't be. This is not normal. I keep trying to reiterate to people, this is not normal. Just because you're seeing those little murders on your video games doesn't mean that it should be happening in real life. You ever wonder why? Again, the apathy is up, the nihilism up, is up, the depression is up, the anxiety is up, suicides are up, obesity is up. You ever wonder why all that's up? If you remember a, a few weeks ago, I told you guys that they can't outright kill us. You know, they can't just like start kicking in the door and start killing people because there's too many of us. So what they're doing right now with everything I just listed right there and the entire thrashing the temple segment is to show you that this is the T-hot, this this is the depopulation agenda in full play. This is the dehumanization agenda in full play, full swing, fully activated. They can't outright kill us, so they have to institute small or, or soft kill weapons, soft kill options. They have to get us to a point to where we kill ourselves. Get us to a point to where we abdicate our own humanity, our own divinity. And then we just, we, we, we give ourselves over to the beast. We give ourselves over 
to this spirit of evil. And this is why, essentially out of necessity, that I've learned that having a, 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 a healthy body, a healthy mind, a healthy environment, a peaceful environment, I've had to learn all of the things that I, I, I wish I could do better in explaining to you guys. That's what I want to do with Liberation Legion, is to take all of the lessons, all of the truths, all of, all of the veritas that I have learned doing things like Freedom Faction and turn it into applicable, actionable solutions on Liberation Legion. Because we cannot continue to move forward like this. We cannot continue to... to, to, to we cannot continue to let people... And I, I, I'm sorry if I have any transgender people that are listening. Don't take this the wrong way. We cannot let people who are chemically castrating themselves and then doing all kinds of chemical modifications to their body, chemical biological modifications to their bodies, we cannot let people like that have kids. And I mean this because there are studies coming out today about the, 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 the mental health epidemic within the trans community, you see. Every, you have to understand the epigenetic scientific assault that we are under. When I'm talking to you about Epstein, uh, compromising people like Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, Elon Musk, all the other people that he was work with, creating like his own uh, elite seed bank, that's the transhuman agenda, trying to preserve a, 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 a bloodline. I could talk to you about the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati, as put forth by, Sprit, uh, by Fritz Springmeier. But you have to understand, again, it's that same force. And so if we're not a part of that force, a part of that family, a part of that line, that lineage, well, then we're considered normal, and that's all this is. I think it was who who wrote, uh, who wrote it, the time machine? Was it H.G.? I think it was H.G. Wells who wrote the time machine with the, Elo, the Eloys and the Morlocks, right? Where you have this super advanced race, of, uh, of, of beings that lived underneath caverns and then you had the, the, the Eloys that lived on top, right? And then every so often the Eloys would have one or two that disappeared because the Morlocks would take them. That's where we're at. They're, they're, they're in the background doing all these things, fully aware of our divinity. They, what they wanted to do was, de was degenerate us to a point to where we were just another beast, to where we're just another to where we're just another cow, to where we're just another piece of chattel to them. You see, this is why they don't hold life with such sacred, uh, such sacred beauty as us. You see, like here, check this out. This is another thing that I've also seen pop up in the same vein to where they're trying to attack the next generation. Everything I've, I've talked to you guys about right now is to get those who are unable to protect themselves from the shooters. I know the kid's 24, but his parents had to sign off on him having that medication. The El Paso shooter, another individual, or at least another example of someone who was caught up in the system where their parents submitted them to the beast. ADHD, medications, altering the structure of the brain, given to them by their parents. Fluoride in the water, given to them by their parents. And this next thing I'm going to talk to you about is uh, of, of vaping. <laughs> and this wasn't given to them by their parents. Uh, this is another thing that people ended up doing. Uh, but check this out. More than 100 and there's been more than 120 cases of a lung disease in 15 states that could be linked to vaping. The CDC is investigating a growing number of severe lung cases, lung disease cases that appear to be related to vaping. Since late June, 94 people in 14 states have come down with serious lung illnesses. 
The CDC is working with state health departments to learn about what is causing the conditions. Oh, man. Vaping appears to be a common thread across states involved in the investigation. I want to say something on, on this, including in Illinois, California, Indiana, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, where nearly a third of the cases originated. I want to speak on this whenever this little video gets done. Wisconsin state health officials say both pediatric and adult patients are exhibiting symptoms, including shortness of breath, fatigue, chest pain, cough, and weight loss. Huh weight loss, but it's unclear which e-cigarette products they had used and they may have consumed other substances. I, I want to speak on that real quick. Earlier this year, we had Taylor Kopp of Social Emotions on, who started his company recently, uh, the Atlantis Connection. We'll be ha we, we, we should have had him on this weekend, but we'll be having him on uh, in the future again. Out there in Arizona, he has like 100, uh, what is it, four, 144 acres of land and he, near the Aquarius Mountains and he's making all kinds of organized pyramids, but I digress. Earlier this year, we had Taylor Cobb of Social Emotions on the show to talk about just this, some of the curiosities within the medical marijuana industry and situations like this with the cartridges. With these cartridges, people are developing uh, these lung diseases because people within the medical marijuana industry and within like the cannabis uh, culture, whatever you want to call it, they're, they're using fake cartridges, filling it with like sub, with, with, with extra stuff and then giving it out there. It's supposed to be filled with like a whole other thing. I don't, I don't pay attention to it, but what I'm trying to say is they're using tainted cartridges and bootleg cartridges, and that's what's causing all this. People who try to make a quick buck are actually killing other people. There's science behind how these cartridges are made, how the liquid within them is done. I don't know it. But when people start diluting things and adding extra fillers and adding extra chemicals, well, we don't know what those types of things are going to do to the body. You see, but again, this is more of that stuff assaulting the oncoming generation. These kids won't be able to uh, fight the state if they can't even get out of bed. These kids, these kids won't even be able to, 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 to lead a revolution if they can't, you know, move without turning their respirator on. You see, these people won't be able to help their fellow community if they're brain dead. These people won't be able to help uh, garden or take care of the yard if they're so weak that their muscles have atrophied from sitting inside all day. You see, and this is what I mean by them thrashing our temple. I mean, I think everybody inherently un understood that vaping <laughs> was like uh, smoking a robot's Johnson. So nobody ever felt like that was that was cool. But again, it's a certain class of people. And I'm not saying people that vape are bad or anything of that nature. But what I'm trying to say is you have to understand that all the things these people are pushing out to us, while they, while they say it's safe and effective, remember that doctors used to tell you as well that <laughs> these cigarettes are good for you. You see. And this is why I, I, I have to sound like a negative Nancy or an old lady or an old man. You know, uh, but this stuff these people are pushing, you got to stay away from these drugs because these are not the types of drugs that you want to do. These are the, what they are pushing is poison. And the very same company, and I remember talking about this with Taylor Cop of Social Emotions, the very same companies pushing things like Juul are affiliated with Mar Marlboro. They're, 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 they're affiliated with Camel cigarettes. They're affiliated with big tobacco. So the very same people that are pushing these, these cartridges and these e-cigarettes are the ones that have shares with actual cigarette companies. Like that's, that's how this works. They want to be able to get you forever. 
the same way when you would get old old uh, candy cigarettes and you figure out that you know that 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 uh, the Camel Company owned that as well. But I digress. The point I'm trying to make is they they understand how human psychology works. It's biz- big business and scientists in the background trying to extract your dollar as well as your essence because the dollar is just a a, a physical manifestation of the time that you put into the system, into this matrix. But as we're talking again, more about the thrashing of our temple, I have one more thing that I kind of want to just end this segment with. Well, end the harshness of the segment with, or at least just to show you where we're going in the times that we are in right here Mexico judge approves recreational cocaine use in gro- in a groundbreaking ruling this is by Baxter Dimitri uh, by uh, from News Punch they put this up August 21st it says a Mexican judge has granted two people the right to quote possess transport and use cocaine recreationally and what's being praised as a quote historic first step towards t- the total decriminalization of drugs in the country and ending the war on drugs we have spent years working for a more secure, just, and peaceful Mexico, said Lisa Sanchez, director of the Mexico United Against Crime group, in a press release Tuesday. Quote, this case is about insisting on the need to stop criminalizing drug users and designing better public policies that explore all the available options, she added. The New York Post reports uh, Mexico's National Health Regulatory Agency, the Federal Commission for the Protection Against Sanitary Risk, says it will attempt to block the judge's order, which was handed down earlier this year and first announced Tuesday. Under the new ruling, commission officials will be required to authorize the two petitioners' uses of cocaine, allowing them to snort, smoke, or shoot it recreationally, but not to sell it. A panel of judges, or a, a panel of judges has, assigned, has been assigned to review the ruling and decided whether it should be carried out. This case, can, this case represents another step in the fight to construct alternative drug policies that allow Mexico to redirect its security efforts and better address public health officials, uh, said anti-crime group officials. <laughs> and I'm just going to read this top comment right here because they're always good ones. This is by Gala of Gala1971. has 36 likes. It says, cocaine has absolutely no medical properties. It should not be legalized. Cannabis, on the other hand, is an herb and medicine that Yahweh created for us. Cocaine was man-made in a lab. I would have to agree, Galen. I would definitely have to agree. Now, why am I talking about cocaine usage? After talking about vaping, pills, Ritalin, I'm talking about a good time, apparently. Shoot. I'm talking about Project X. (laughs) I'm talking about college days over here. But what happens when people stay stuck in that college days? Days with a Z, D-A-Z-E. What happens whenever they stay stuck in that haze, that malaise put on them by the cocaine? Remember when I ask you guys all the time, what happens when our generation wakes up from this self-induced drug coma? We're going to have two heavy choices. There it is, that word heavy again. We're going to have two heavy choices. Are we going to smother ourselves with more drugs and put ourselves into an e-hole? Or are we going to wake up and develop the skills that are necessary to move forward, to create the heaven on earth. You see, Mexico legalizing cocaine, I understand the political ramifications behind that. I guess I just see it as another attempt to just take off a certain sect of the population. You know, just like heroin, you know, heroin, meth, and all this other stuff. It's all available, but if you take it, you know where that's going to lead you. Or you could just ask Starbucks how that worked, how that worked out for them. My point is, humans have an addictive nature, and they figured that they could hack humanity 
by giving them drugs like that. Gala, 1971, talking about how cocaine is a man-made drug, yes, and how weed is not, and that's something that's born natural, well, they don't, they don't want to push something that's natural because they can't control that, you see. They can control something that's man-made. This is why I, I joke about the heroin sites, or the heroin injection sites, out there in Seattle. Well, now, in Mexico, you can have recreational, ca- recreational cocaine use, you see. All of this, the, the drugs, the pushing of it, it's all to do, as this whole segment is titled, it's all designed to thrash your temple. Now, I want to finish out this segment with something cool. <laughs> and I'll put the link for this in the description bar below because it's getting still traffic on our page. It's still getting some kind of attention, controversy, however you want to look at it. But right here, the power of chi. I put this video up a few days ago, and it just shows somebody who's casually demonstrating the effects of chi. Now, I'm not going to go into whether or not this video is legit or whether or not it's fake. I'm in the vein of it actually being real. But my point behind playing the video for you and showing you this video and posting this video is to allude to the fact that you have more powers than you can possibly comprehend. But because we have been poisoned with the fluoride, poisoned with the lithium, poisoned uh, with with the atrazine, poisoned with lead, poisoned with all of these chemicals, injected with with, with, uh, God knows what whenever you were a child to combat God only knows what, to this day, they're spraying these chemicals. Your body has to spend more energy working the aluminum that they are spraying, the aluminum, the barium, and the strontium. Your body has to spend expend energy working that out. But how can you develop the power of chi? How can you develop Reiki? How can you develop this spiritual oneness if you're so busy fighting? I remember somebody telling me that the, the, the secret to God is silence. Learning to listen. And in a day of automation and so much noise and so much chatter, it's hard to tune into the signal. It's hard, and this is why I say freedom faction, noise era, we are in the noise era. All this chatter. And yet no one can tune into the signal, the source signal. Yes, we are all expressions and divine expressions of God, but what is the point of actively distracting us? I should have talked about this when I was mentioning the the ADHD medications, how they're altering our our brain structure. Well, what is the phone doing? I I, I talk about this all the time, how these phones have given us ADD, active distraction disorder. What's the cure for that? Nature? Disconnecting? You see, you would be able to understand yourself a lot differently, a lot deeper, a lot more intimately if you were not so focused on what everybody else was doing. And there's a point to all this, is to push the collective consciousness, to abdicate yourself, to think of the greater good. Hey, uh, it's, not, it's not Malthusian. There's a Machiavelli. I think it's a Malthusian approach, but with a Machiavellian mindset, thinking about the greater good, uh, but they want to get it to a point where they destroy the exterior world so bad that it's, just, it's like a form of, uh, of uh, Darwin's theory of evolution, survival, survival of the fittest. Uh, but it is Malthusian, and it is Machiavellian. Everything that we're, we're going up against, these ideologies that you guys see being, being pushed, it is to denigrate you. When I'm speaking to you, and speaking into you, you are using your higher mental faculties to understand what I am trying to say, and where I am trying to have your mind go. When I try to talk about 
Again, Astral Projection, Project Grill Flame, Project Sun Street, Project Center Lane, all of these things from, from, from the guests that we have on to the interdimensional, multidimensional, conceptual understandings of things that we talk about. It's to get you to understand your importance. And so I'm sorry that I can't find a perfectly uh, tailored video to exemplify the powers of Chi on a censored search engine such as YouTube. <laughs> and I have to laugh because this is how this is this is how uh, this is how open or how uh, basic people want these experiences to be. They want to be able to search it. They want to be able to look at it, and then they want to be able to move on. But these types of deep spiritual connections, and I speak more about this uh, in the, the, the mini-cast I did earlier this week, The Era of Awakening, uh, these deep spiritual connections that people want, we can't have them in the way that society is geared today, especially with the mindset that, we are, that, we, that, we, that we've built, that we're fostering, living in extremes and polarization. There's no way that something of benefit and usefulness can come from a society acting like this. And everything I'm speaking to you about, it comes from within. It comes from understanding that you are a divine expression of the eternal and that you have the ability to channel and manifest these things. But, well, you don't care because, well, orange meant bad. And this is what I mean. You see how they've robbed us of this, this, this deep spiritual natural connection. And we just can't wait to connect to Facebook the next morning. We can't wait to see what somebody else is doing. You see, the power of chi is much more than anyone can comprehend. But I want to read this just to get this on record uh, for you guys. Uh, I think this is from the Minds Unleashed or Collective Evolution. They put it up like a a while ago. I had it archived, but I I brought it back up. Uh, But continuing on, it says, Anyone can practice the Chinese arts of Tai Chi and Qigong. And if it and it doesn't take very long for a beginner to develop enough sensitivity to be able to feel chi or life force energy moving and flowing throughout the throughout and around their own body. This experience is so common and so accessible that Tai Chi and Qigong programs have spread throughout the West and continue to flourish, even though many who haven't experienced it are unable to reconcile this uns- this seemingly magical worldview with the rigid scientific materialistic paradigm we've been programmed to believe it is. The only way of understanding our world. So, if so many people can experience chi firsthand, then why is it so hard to believe the visual demonstration of this living power when we see them on the internet? A, very, a video, a very simple demonstration, illustrates this dilemma. YouTuber the Kunsttomer posted an experiment whereby a folded piece of origami paper was placed on a needle with a clear plastic bowl over it. He then uses his hands outside of the bowl to direct energy onto the paper, which begins to move slowly after some time. The experiment is really nothing that far out. It doesn't even compare to the video of a chi master setting papers on fire with his hands, or of Master Kanzawa Sensei who exchanges energy exchanges energy with animals to put them to sleep. What speaks volumes about our culture and our connection to the nature in the comments to the video of the experiment in which the majority of people believe the experiments, while many call it out to be a fraud. At some point, modern science will eventually bridge the gap and find a new way to understand chi energy. But for now, analysis by Dr. Jinming Yang uh, does a great service by relating Qi to the concept of bioelectricity. So if you guys want to know more about this, you can find so at Waking Times. I put the link in this post uh, with the source links and more on there. I'll put that link, as I said before, to this post in the description bar below. So you guys can check it out. Go see yourself the video. Go see for yourself the comments. Go see for yourself the source information that's out there because... uh, (laughs) How much more information do you need? It's very real. 
I think people don't want it to be real because then that means that they've squandered their power and that indeed they have had their, ta their temple thrashed. But here's what's going to happen, gang. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about building the matrix. Apparently the Amazon has been on fire. We're talking 72,000 fires since January, the start of 2019. As well as the China, as as well as the Chinese social credit score system, and even the Matrix Four. That's right, they're coming back, and I am honored to have a show like this where we can talk about it. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant.
And we're back from outer space. I just walked and found you here with that sad look upon your face. And I don't know the rest. And that's what I got for you. That was my intro. So, <laughs> thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you guys for being here. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out different ways to mix and match the show and content and blah, 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 blah. And all of it is, again, designed to help inform you. As I say all the time, we diversify the information because you guys deserve it. And this is why I tell you that with a lot of relationships, it's not necessarily the communication, it's the comprehension. You see, as I, I know that a lot of the things we talk about are kind of fringing out there, and that's why I try to make them easily digestible so that they can be comprehended and understood in a completely different way. Heck, that's sometimes why you guys hear me make up my own language to explain things. Because uh, with our current language and how we're operating, you don't have, I, I can't explain certain concepts with that. It's the same way that you can't explain certain spiritual concepts in a scientific materialistic paradigm as we, as we just went over. You see. But where we're moving into the future, it is becoming something else, isn't it, gang? Isn't it? Aren't, aren't things becoming crazy? Like, not, not just, like, crazy, like, beyond crazy, like, <laughs> every single post and everything we keep talking about is stuff that would happen, like, in a month's time frame, like, a year's time frame, it's happening every single day, every single day, and nobody knows, earthquakes, you know, droughts, famines, you know, bees dying, you just, what's that about? Oh, it doesn't matter. What, what, what's going to happen next? <laughs> you know, this is something else. It truly is. It truly is. You know, I uh, we're going to be talking about the Matrix 4 in this segment. A lot of different crazy stuff to talk to you guys about, but I guess the simplest way to summarize this segment for you, good people, is uh, when I started this years ago, I had come out with two documentaries series that I will be reviving for our exclusive members um, because we will be launching a YouTube a website and a whole separate thing for Liberation Legion which is just going to be a, a, a just a, a byproduct of Fractions of Freedom, I'm not sure but it's going to have all the good stuff on it, super cool, super excited for it, uh, but when I first started I created Building the Matrix and the Autonomous Society series and in the Building the Matrix series, I had intended to show you guys how the point was to destroy the exterior world to such a degree that we would willingly and voluntarily absorb ourselves into the Matrix. And with the Autonomous Society series, I tried to show you what is essentially today called the Smart City. Uh, with with Uber drivers, uh, rideshare programs, drone delivery systems, you know, automatic everything, you name it. And so, to see everything evolve and graduate to where it is today it's 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 uh it's kind of crazy you know that movie came out ready player one by steven spielberg and i think that's the best way to describe uh what we're going to be talking about in this segment in all of its different dimensions right now the amazon is literally on fire it's been on fire since like the entire since the start of the year Seventy-two thousand fires since january of 2019 Think about that. Think about how much, like, 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 th like. Think about how much devastation's going on there. How much history's gone too. Because those those are all just stories, 
oh, it's just gone. You know, I, I, I was trying to figure out what to, I almost posted, I almost, I tried to figure out what to post today before coming onto the air. Turns out I didn't post anything before coming onto the air because there were two, there was a post that somebody had tagged me in and I actually looked at it for once and it showed that the Amazon was on fire and it showed the, 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 the Notre Dame cathedral fire. And I know everybody has that virtue signaling post. Well, oh, we'll talk about the Amazon. You're missing the point. Our history is being erased. Like we are literally talking book burning. We are literally talking about book burning. Remember ISIS a few years ago, how they went around to all those cathedrals and just like ancient Egyptian burial sites and they just smashed them and destroyed and defaced things. Well, what's going on with this? We're burning down churches. We're burning down libraries. We're burning down historical monuments. We're burning down the forest. We're burning down the very thing that keeps us alive. History is being erased. Our history. Our collective histories. There, there, there could have been truth in there. The solutions could have been in there. And it's being taken from us. The solutions are there. It's our perception that we have to fix. We truly do. Before it's too late. You know, I ask you guys all the time, what values are we taking into this new world order? Because it seems like uh, social justice warriors are creating the values that we want. Or at least the values that they want us to have. What values are we creating? What world are we creating? I'm so, you, you hear me talking about this more so even, even now. About how we have to fight this battle. How we have to run into that barbed wire fence. We have to take that, that hit. We have to be the ones that take the damage to create the, 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 the harmonious and habitable environment for the reinforcements. The next generation. If you think this is crazy, imagine what happens if we don't effectively secure something to fight this off into the future. Let me play this clip for you guys. This is from Sound of the Times. Uh, it talks about it talks about uh, how the, the the Amazon has been on fire, how a record number of wildfires. There's been a record number of wildfires that choke smoke cities three thousand kilometers away. Massive. They're saying that the, they say that the the fire can literally be seen from space. And in some more news now, Brazil's Amazon rainforest witnessed a record number of fires this year. A total number of 72,843 fires detected so far by Brazil's Space Research Center. The surge marks an 83% increase on the same period in 2018. And concerns have also grown over President Jair Bolsonaro's environmental policy. While the conservationists blame the president, saying he has encouraged loggers and farmers to clear the land. And smoke from the fires has also caused a blackout in the city of Sao Paulo on Monday. However, Brazil's Space Research Center said that the satellite images spotted a total of 9,500 new fires in the country since Thursday. And most of the fires were in the Amazon Basin, which is the world's largest tropical forest and seen as a vital link to countering global warming. Well, I'm going to play it for you guys uh, because... I had to put I had to find that clip because there were no news outlets, no mainstream media news outlets out here in America that had reported on it whenever I whenever all this information was breaking. Nobody was reporting it over here. It was a literal blackout like Sao Paulo over here as far as, as far as all this stuff. 
Uh, so that was with Sign of the Times. I want to play for you guys this next clip that comes from ABC News uh, talking about how there are record wildfires raging in the Amazonian yeah, rainforest. The in the Amazon, where fires are raging at a record rate. 74,000 in Brazil this year, up 84%, with the Amazon fires posing a devastating threat to the region and the world. Our foreign correspondent James Longham has the latest. This morning, one of the world's most important natural treasures in flames. Over 9,500 fires have broken out since last week, threatening the most biologically diverse place on Earth and the long-term health of our planet. An area about half the size of the U.S., these forests produce 20% of the world's oxygen. The fires in the Amazon rainforest so huge they're even visible from space. Strong winds pushing the smoke hundreds of miles, plunging the Brazilian city of Sao Paulo into darkness. Now, celebrities like Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kendall Jenner all posting on social media to spread awareness. On Wednesday, hundreds took to Brazil's streets to protest the government's lack of response. Fires are common in the summer, but environmental campaigners say this year is worse than ever because Brazil's new president has allowed deforestation to accelerate. Now, it's thought an area about the size of a soccer pitch is lost every minute of every day to deforestation in the Amazon. That's largely to clear uh, space for cattle. But these fires are a reminder that the Amazon is losing trees at an unsustainable rate. Guys, have to keep that in mind. All right, James, thanks so much. No, no, thank you, James. So, uh, could you imagine that? 95,000, or no, 9,500, just last week alone, 9,500 different fires. That's crazy to me. I don't even know what to say to that. That's like almost like devastating. Twenty percent of our twenty percent of our oxygen production just like gone. Ninety five hundred last week alone. That is like almost like mind blowing. But you won't hear anybody talk about it. I could spend this time talking to you guys about uh, you know people like Leonardo DiCaprio and these fake celebrities, virtue signaling and stuff like that. I I, I feel like I've I've harped on that in the past enough but it is good that we have people trying to raise awareness about that that's just mind-blowing it really truly it, it, it truly is wow and I was even wrong with my numbers with my information it was 74,000 since January not 72,000 but fires that are common in the summer that's just that that just it blows my mind to some degree I won't lie to you makes me start thinking about all those fires that California had that it, that it just suffered from, air quotes, mysteriously. Oh, but don't worry, because California PG&E ended up paying, like, what was it, like $18 billion to the city of California because their, their power lines caused it. What is going on in the Amazon? You know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying directed energy weapons or chemtrails or anything like that, but that's where the deforestation comes into play. That's where the logging comes into play. Who is burning the forests down? Who is burning down the history there? Who's burning down the churches? Who's burning down the bridges? Who's trying to burn everything? Global warming is is very real. You have all these things happening. Yeah. You know, but uh, I, I digress. My point behind pointing out all this stuff to you good people is to show you how, again, this is, this is how problem reaction solution happens. President Bolsonaro uh, having these types of events go on. It'll allow for him to have a lot more say in the future, or at least Brazil in the future, when we begin to talk about things such as climate change, 
regenerative agriculture, regenerative technologies, sustainable development, and things like this, green technologies. You see, because we will not move forward into the future like this. And I think, I, I want to say this, and I'll move into um, talking about the Chinese social credit score system, and then we'll get into the matrix. Because it all, ironically enough, plays a huge part. We're all not, what will happen, because you have eco-socialists and eco-fascists, that will get control of this social credit score system, they will legitimately tell you and they will lower your social credit score system for not doing enough to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to not reduce your carbon footprint. And that's where we're going. The building of the matrix is just that. They have to, as I said before, destroy the exterior world so that we voluntarily give ourselves over to the matrix. They have to destroy the exterior world so that we give ourselves over to them. They have to destroy our water. They have to destroy our skies. They have to destroy our temples. They have to destroy our minds. They have to destroy our souls, our willingness to live, so that they, problem, reaction, solution, can come through with the solution. We'll just hook yourself up to the matrix and we'll basically keep you up on life support. You know, just don't worry about uh, don't worry about your breathing apparatus. Don't worry about your your food. We'll keep you in stasis. Oh, you'll be all right. If that doesn't sound like the Matrix to me, I don't know what is. Because here's here's where we're at, gang. We we literally are at the precipice of creating the Matrix. You know that iconic scene, right? And I wish this is why we had somebody that could just play scenes for us. You know that iconic scene when Neo and uh, uh, Morpheus are loading the scene or loading the the, the Matrix. This load screen. It loads the TV. He shows you that, boom, it was us that burned the sky. Because what? We tried to stop the machines, didn't we? we? Because they became solar powered. They needed a form of electricity. So we decided to spray all these chemtrails to do what Bill Gates is doing, to do what Harvard is doing, to reflect sunlight. Yeah, right? It was us that, that burned the sky, that scorched the sky. But it was them they realized that they had another power supply, that we were the power supply that they needed, that we, that they could hover, how, uh, uh, harvest our bioelectricity. So it don't matter whether or not you guys believe if you have that power, whether or not you can tap into the chi or the divine or anything great like that, the machines already know that. And so they are trying to figure out a way to do that, to, to again, rob you of it. You've got to understand the sophistication of this, guys. It truly is just like... Eh, evil genius it truly is evil genius there's no other way for me to describe it other than that but here before we before we go fully into the matrix let's talk about the beginning phases of how all this starts of where we're at right now in building the matrix right here chinese state media announces 2.56 million quote discredited entities prevented from purchasing plane tickets under their new social credit system this is from the Renegade Tribune. They put this up August 19th. It says the communist Chinese government is bragging about its social credit score system, about its social credit system has prevented 2.5 million discredited entities from purchasing plane tickets and 90,000 people from buying high-speed train tickets in the month of July alone. Do you think these discredited entities are the denizens of Zion and the Matrix? Do you think these discredited citizens are people who are not hooked up to the machines? Who haven't just had an Elon Musk Neuralink jacked into their brain? 
But continuing on, it says China has restricted 2.56 million discredited entities from purchasing plane tickets and 90,000 entities from buying high-speed rail tickets in July, tweeted the Global Times, a Chinese government mouthpiece. As we've documented before, Chinese citizens are punished by having their social credit score lowered for engaging in a number of different behaviors, including bad driving, smoking on a train, buying too many video games, buying too much junk food, buying too much alcohol. Calling a friend who has a low credit score, having a friend online who has a, so, a low social credit score, posting fake news online, criticizing the government, visiting un,、uh, unauthorized websites, walking your dog without a leash, letting your bark, let, letting your dog bark too much. Those are all things that could get your 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 social credit score、uh, lowered. Here, just so we can get this on record, let me play for you guys this clip of being inside of a train in China. Thank you, Robo Train person. That's what I mean. Continuing on, as of November 2018, 6.8 or 6.7 million Chinese people have already been banned from buying air and train tickets. That number now appears to be surging. While many on the left and in the media decry China's Orwellian social credit system, they simultaneously advocate for a similar thing in the West, where people are deplatformed de and have their right to engage in commerce revoked because of their political views. Quote, Big tech has already implemented their own social credit score system, where they punish people for their political views by deplatforming them, censoring their their website, and closing their PayPal forward slash bank accounts. Writes Chris Minahan. Quote, On the other hand, media outlets which push propaganda in accordance with the desires of our ruling oligarchs are rewarded by having their content algorithmically artificially boosted and handed millions of dollars. Imagine going to buy groceries with your credit card, but then having your payment declined because someone in In an office in San Francisco, thinks you posted something hateful on the internet. That is our collective future, and that is a social credit score system, and that is why we have to remember what humanity is, what it's like to be normal. Learn to take a joke for a while. Good gosh, don't be so tense. Stop taking things so serious. But because we're working with an AI, this is why they're learning how to fact-check jokes. Because we're working with automatons, machines, husks of humans, people who aren't actually human. They don't understand natural human communication. This is why we're coming up with so many different pronouns and so many different categories and so many different things. You see, I started off this entire season with the mass societal programming. And then think about it, gang. Only a few weeks after that, me talking about Elon Musk's announcement of the Neuralink, how we're going to start seeing more weak-willed individuals. The Wachowski sisters are just like, "Hey, it's time. It's time." Elon Musk is talking about hooking people's brains up. It's time to come out with the Matrix Four. China's developing their own social credit score system where they can just kick people off of public transportation. It's time. It's time. There is no other way. For I, I I I don't know. Clearly, I'm not in, in in league with Hollywood. There's no other way for, if you ask me, for the Matrix to continue its series without coming up with a way for them to turn the Matrix Four into a prologue. And I'll go on record and say I hope that's what this is. 
I hope that it doesn't continue it because I think they did a fantastic job as is. I hope they prologue it. You see. I hope they show you how, how we got to the very first ma- version of the Matrix. Or to where we got to this version of the Matrix. Because that's something that Neo does talk to essentially uh, the creator of the Matrix about whenever he meets him at the very end. He talks about how there's always there's always a one within the matrix that always just breaks it. There's always like an anomaly, you see, meaning that there are different versions of the matrix itself. And if that's the case, I'm curious as to how it all got started. How did the matrix get started? How did we get to this point? How did we get to a point to where humanity is just considered a battery? To where they, they, they extract our life essence from us. You see. Because that's where we're, we truly are. I remember we had on... Uh, we, had, we, we just had Rob of Truth and Vibration on Fellowship and Freedom. And I remember talking to him about consciousness transference technology. And how they have the ability to essentially do just that. Take you... Take, because we have the technology. They have the understanding. They're aware that there is a consciousness even to the astral body because we have that high advanced technology. They're able to do that. They can transfer your consciousness from one another. But but how does that start? What does that look like? You see, that's legitimately where we are at these days. And I know people don't want to think about it, but you're you're not reading the signs on the wall. You're not reading how all this works. You see, this is not, that's what I keep trying to tell you guys. None of this is normal. None of what we are doing, none of what we are going through, and none of where we are going is normal. It's not meant to be normal. It's actually meant to be groundbreaking. But here, let me get into this article. Uh, This is from Elias Marat. They put this up August 20th. It's from The Mind Unleashed. It says, it's official. The Matrix 4 is coming and will reunite Keanu Reeves, director Lana Wachowski. As The Matrix is set to celebrate its 20th anniversary, Variety Magazines reports that a fourth film in the series is officially set to restart the groundbreaking cyberpunk series with Keanu Reeves reprising his role as The One, Neo and Carrie Ann Moss returning as Trinity. Trinity literally represents just like all that is like divine. And just like, boom. There's so much symbology there. And I hope it just doesn't get like, you know, Netflix or watered down like everything is today like all the movies that come out these days they suck they have that 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 same suck feel you know i just it's all just generic and bland and just sucky i hope that this this this, this doesn't come out and have that suck feel you know like i really hope that it has that groundbreaking historic classic feel that the good matrixes have uh, and i'm not a critic or any one of these these gamer people but you guys know what i mean some of the movies coming out these days they they they're, they're cookie cutter they're generic they're just the same you know they're just plugging different faces in different roles, doing the same thing. I hope this doesn't have that feel. Continuing on, it says Lana Wachowski, who comprised half of the original creative team, will also return to the direct to direct the third sequel to the film and co- and co-wrote the film uh, with Alexander Herman and David Mitchell. On Tuesday, Warner Bros. Picture Group chairman Toby Emmerich announced, "quote We could not be more excited to be re-entering the Matrix with Lana." Lana is a true visionary, a singular and original creative filmmaker, and we are thrilled that she is writing, directing, and producing this new 
chapter in the Matrix universe. The original trilogy centers around a nightmarish future where humans are enslaved by machines while, entra- while trapped in a computer simulation before Thomas Anderson, a humble computer programmer and hacker, is reborn as a messiah-like Neo. As the, as the messiah-like Neo. The film, which was hailed by critics and audiences alike for its blockbuster action sequences, spectacular CGI, special effects, creative violence drawing inspiration from Hong Kong film and Japanese anime alike, and its original science fiction plot, the, the original Matrix still holds a certified fresh 88% rating on the review aggregation website Rotten Tomatoes. The trilogy, comprised of The Matrix, which was done in 1999, The Matrix Reloaded, which was done in, ni- in 2003, and The Matrix Revolutions, which was also released in 2003, was written and directed by Lana Wachowski and Lily Wachowski, starred Moss and Reeves, and grossed over $1.6 billion at the worldwide box office. The trilogy, which was also co- accompanied by The Animatrix, which delved into an expanded which delved into and expanded the backstory of the Matrix universe included the apocalyptic war between the AI-powered machines and humankind. Lana Wachowski told Variety, quote, Many of the ideas that Lily, and I, that Lily and I explored 20 years ago about our reality are even more relevant today. I'm very happy to have these characters back in my life and grateful for another chance to work with my, with my brilliant friends. Me too. I'm actually very curious to see what comes of it. I want to just touch on something real quick. The Animatrix... Like literally scarred me as a child, as you can tell. Like it, 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 it scarred me. Uh, it was us that scorched the sky, and I played for you guys that clip. I remember I actually did a a, a special mini cast with Charles Casson where we talked about what the AI was doing and what these technocrats are up to. And when I had that episode, I played for you a clip of the Animatrix of where that happened of the robot apocalypse where politicians signed us over to Elon Musk's uh, AI godhead, whatever you want to call it, uh, the, the Kyoto Japanese Buddhist monks robot god, whatever you want to call it. There's a scene in that Animatrix movie, anime thing, where they show you that that's what's going to happen. Politicians are going to sign our rights over to these, to these, to the computers, to the, to the machines. And when they do, that... That, that that robot is going to self-destruct inside of that parliament building, inside of that facility, because legally and lawfully, he had the right to kill them. And then, boom, as soon as they have the right, it's game on, baby. That's whenever they just activate the robots. They it, it It's it's something else. I would definitely recommend you guys go check it out. Uh, but them talking about rebooting the Matrix precisely for this time period, it could not be any more relevant Everything I keep trying to reiterate to you guys is, is to show you how we are in that time period. I wanted to come up with like a list of just like everything that, that, that these people are doing from the from Elon Musk's Neuralink to Fedbook's thought to text translation to 5G to ELF towers, wind towers, cell phone towers, you know, to to the the laser that can reach your heartbeat from space, you know, to voice to skull technology, to you name it, guys. Like you see how many different things I'm just having a list. That, that involves technology and frequency that alters uh, your perception of reality. Yes, the Matrix 4 could be even more prevalent today. And I would hope, that's what I'm saying, I hope it doesn't have that suck feel. That suck, social justice warrior, agenda-driven feel. I don't want that. What I want is the truth. I want to know. And that's what these movies did. They showed you the truth. They showed you what was going on so that you would be able to prepare yourself. But with all these years and all this time, have people prepared themselves or have they willingly gone into the matrix? This is something we have to ask ourselves. 
We see them building the matrix. We see them robbing of us, robbing us of our divine right. We can see them trying to extract anima mea, harvesting our humanity. We see them doing these things. The real question is, is will we let them? However, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. This is the works of evil, thrashing our temple, and building the matrix. However, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know we kind of went over a lot, as we typically do whenever we look at these types of topics, but it's, again, to give you that comprehensive understanding of things whenever we break down this content. Uh, Like I said before, I will be putting the link for our exclusive members program, as well as the episode we did with Jeffrey about Jeffrey Epstein uh, with Lori Alexander of the Underground Resistance Network and the minicast that we did earlier this week, as well as the episode that we did with Adam of Shamanic Philosophy. You guys see what we're doing? You see how much we're, how much work we're doing putting out there for you guys to give you an understanding about the things that are going on? Yeah, you won't find this anywhere else. That's why if you guys want to support us, you want to see us grow, think about becoming a Patreon-exclusive member. That's right. We have all kinds of different programs to help you guys help us. And we will be expanding it, as I said, throughout the transmission to do more. It's becoming increasingly apparent that we need to grow. And that takes a little bit of restructuring and a whole different battle plan. But, however, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.